0: hey everybody how you doing before we start the show today i would just like to thank our sponsors pop in a box they are an online store to buy the little vinyl funko pop figures as well as other other sort of online collectible toys um i'm a big fan of the funko stuff i i, I just think they're great they're dead cute the wrestler ones are really good the superhero ones are brilliant the video game ones are even better than the both of them my favorite one is, the, is a Kenny Omega one that I own. I cherish him. He's brilliant. Um, pop in a box, offer a discount if you buy over one of them. So you buy two, four, you can save some money. Um, if you want, know that you want to build a collection of these things up, you can uh, subscribe to the service they've got where you give them a, a set amount every month and they, you can pick two, three, four, five, ten pops a month should you desire uh, please use the link in the description and go and check out the website and you know where you're doing it, you're helping the show out. Uh, our other sponsor this week is Fiverr. Now, if you do anything like I do with podcasts or you have your own business, you know that there's certain things that you need that maybe you don't have the skills for. Um, maybe you're not musically creative. So if you're doing a podcast, you struggle with like intro music maybe you're not um, artistically created. So if you've got your own business and you need a logo for your business cards, um, there are people on Fiverr waiting to do things from everything from voiceover to art to promotion to social media management. uh, And it's all... Much lower than what you'd expect to pay for someone if you went to a like a social media management company or something like that. I've used Fiverr in the past. I've used two different people to promote the podcast, and I got uh, more listens. I got more listeners out of it when I threw some money at these people that know what they're doing and not just me hashtagging things to death. Um, I can't I can't rate it highly enough to be perfectly honest. It's, it's it's a great thing because it's all you're doing is you're giving creators out there waiting to do stuff for you and you're giving your money directly to the creators that without them losing too much of a percentage from people managing to bring work in for them so if you need anything like that doing fiverr is definitely worth a little sniff around the website uh, it's all reviewed as well so you there's less risk with people you're working with if you get somebody with 100 positive reviews you know you're probably going to get a good job off them don't you so please check the link in the description. As I say, you can help yourself if you're trying to set something up and you'll be helping me by clicking my affiliate link. Uh, let's get into the podcasts. Thank you, guys. Bye-bye. <laughs> From awesome job, unbelievable! Fantastic guy, not bad for a number two driver. We are world champions! World champions! Hello, friends. How are we? Uh, that was. A really good german grand prix wasn't it it was a really good race probably the last german grand prix we've been had for a while and it went off uh i was i was praying for rain yesterday i thought it would really spice the race up a little bit it didn't disappoint us did it um it's let, let's just get let's just get into this into it uh, into it because the the less waffling i do about nonsensical stuff and the more talk about formula one i do is the quicker this is going to be and then i can get it out to your little ears um i don't really know what happened to press if i'm perfectly honest i have no idea it was one of those situations where there was so much else going on on the circuit that you just kind of it went on you know and then i uh I just never, I, I didn't, I, I saw him go off at some point and um, he didn't, well, neither of the um, racing points seemed to be having a particularly good race at this point. So uh, I just didn't, I didn't really think about him. He was the first retirement. Daniel Ricciardo was the second retirement when the engine, uh, his engine went. He was having a bad race anyway. A bit of a bad weekend for Daniel Ricciardo. He's, he's he almost seems to have gone sort of back to that, And I mean obviously the engine exploding isn't his fault but it seems to be like it was at the beginning of the year for him where the Renault move just didn't seem to be working out and the whole Renault team doesn't seem to be working out at the minute, it's almost like sometimes you feel like they're looking for somebody to blame and I, I don't know who they're going to blame for it all but there's something, like something is not not right within that team and car and all sorts. I, I just, I really feel for Ricardo. He must be wondering whether he should have stayed in Red Bull for one more year and then seen where he could go in 2020. But he's made his decision now, and a very lucrative decision, but not giving him the results he wants. Uh, Land of Norris was the third retirement. Um, he had some sort of loss of power. I'm not sure what it was. Pulled over. It's a real shame for him because the way he. Um, he pitted at the wrong time, if you remember, and then he had the wrong tires on and it, it, it nothing really worked out for him, but at some point uh if you remember science went wide and he he was in front of science at that point, and he he really sort of he sort of like was coming back into play, not so much with what he was doing but with what was going on around him so I think if he could have if the car would have hung on, maybe he'd have had a a reasonable finish towards the end when we look at what else happened during the race but um a bit of a weekend to forget for lando wasn't great qualifying went out in q2 um we know he's better than this and i'm i'm sure he's going to want to come back in hungary uh, and prove it in a on a circuit that should do the mclaren quite well you'd have thought uh I, and the big, like the the big retirement of the day or the first big retirement of the day was Charles Leclerc. now charle Leclerc, on that sort of double right-hander coming into the start finish straight he got on where what was actually a drag strip i heard them re- referring to it as the drag strip and i just thought it was them using some sort of strange new phrase because there was a you know there was a bit of a straight there on the corner but it is actually a drag strip so that being it's very smooth, flat tarmac, so it was keeping the water in. Now, Charles Leclerc, in the pit after this, complained about the surface and said, this is Formula 1, we expect more than this. You think, well, Charles, you, uh, you were cutting not fine on that part of the circuit. We'd seen him go very wide in that corner and have like, two wheels off the track multiple occasions. Um, i want tracks that if uh if you're not staying on track within track limits it punishes you and it punished him and it's like he's in control of his car if he stays if he stays between the between the white lines that's where he's going to find the most grip and yeah it's you know he, he wasn't the only person to have an accident there i'd have i said this i would say the same thing for lewis hamilton you know it's these things happen when when drivers run wide, or they should happen when, when it happens. So not a great race for Charles. Uh, massive missed opportunity, I think. Uh, Ferrari messed, uh, fucked everything up in qualifying with technical issues, and Charles didn't do himself any favours in the race. And again, people aren't going to like this. But this is why, right now, still... No matter how shaky Sebastian Vettel has been up until this weekend, um, if if you had to give the fifty fifty decisions to a driver, you would go with Sebastian because Charles Leclerc is not consistent enough and I'm I'm not saying he's a bad driver, not by any stretch of the imagination. But right now it's very difficult to see Charles Leclerc competing for world championships. He can be a very good Formula One driver at the moment, but there's some right rough edges that need chamfered off him. And I do hope that it doesn't it doesn't become like a Grosjean situation. I know he's not as crashy and dangerous as Grosjean but if he I hope it isn't one of those situations where when he dials that back a little bit in order to focus himself and stop making like silly mistakes. Uh, I hope he doesn't lose some of his pace. But that that would be interesting. Um, it, yeah just a real shame real shame for him all the same and uh, again, again right, I'm not a Ferrari supporter um, more so because of past Ferrari things I really wasn't a, a Schumacher supporter Um, but I can't I, I don't dislike either of the Ferrari drivers I don't dislike Sebastian Vettel I'm happy and I hope this race is dragging him out of the rut he's in I want Charles Leclerc to do well. I want them to compete with Mercedes. And they seem to have the pace. I mean that that car looked so quick in practice. Um you just you, I I really think it's going to be interesting over the rest of the year whether they keep this going. And what happens going forward and can they can they really shake the um problems that they've had this year off? Because I I think re, real real chances of winning championships this year are gone. So they have to be focusing on getting themselves in order to try and do that next year. I know it, I, with Ferrari, how long have we been saying next year for? But it's what it's all they can do right now. It's all they can do is try and double down to strengthen themselves and galvanise themselves together. Uh, Charles Leclerc, I'm sure, will dust himself off and go to Hungary with everything to prove. Um I think the car will suit red bull but i I, sorry it will suit ferrari but i think it will also suit red bull and mercedes so there's going to be some tight tight race in between the three of them i think hulkenberg man did it feel like he was going to get his podium for a split second didn't it oh he was there he was there or thereabouts and chaos was going on around him and hulkenberg just stayed solid because hulkenberg doesn't make stupid mistakes Hulkenberg's going to finish this race, isn't he? And if he ends up on the podium, oh, it'll be oh, he's in the oh, he's he's crashed. Oh, not not nice, was it? I felt so sorry for him. You could see you could see he knew the opportunity he'd missed when he was sat with his head in his hands at the marshals' post. I think everybody everybody wants Hulkenberg to get on the podium. I still have this half thought that the first podium he ever gets will be when Renault really get their shit together and his first podium will be a win in Australia and it'll end up being his championship year. That's the that's the only way I can think that the universe can pay Hulkenberg back for the missed opportunities he's had. So, yeah, it was unfortunate for Hulkenberg. It was, you know, his home race, if he could have got his first podium as a home race after such a long time, Ah. Oh. Like you'd have, I'd have heard the crowd from the Isle of Man Um, not heard the crowd from the Isle of Man as in the crowd was in the Isle of Man I'm in the Isle of Man it would be weird if I was somewhere else in the world and the Isle of Man just supported uh, Nico Hulkenberg to the point where he got a podium and his victory was audibly heard around the world that would be strange Um, Valtteri Bottas was the next big well, I would say the biggest retirement and the last retirement of the race. Now uh, in an interview I can't remember whether it was on Sky or it was somebody else, but Toto Wolf described uh, Valtteri Valtry race as total shit. And that's not I'm not I'm not like adding things to that. That was his boss's experience. Like description of his race uh, he crashed chasing Lance Stroll now Lance Stroll did a fine job fine job and he deserved to finish where he did but Bottas is in a Mercedes and you can't tell me in the same situation Lewis Hamilton would have had any any trouble getting himself past Lance Stroll it, uh, I th- I think this was the race, um, because somebody right, this is just how big things work. I think big companies and, uh, when they are publicly humiliated, like the whole Mercedes outfit was publicly humiliated today. They they did the special livery, they did the special clothes, they did their there was signposts all around the circuit, 125 years, wherever it was. Um, someone always has to have the brunt of the anger for what happens in these situations. Bottas is already on thin ice. They've got two junior drivers that they could be working with to work, to make to, to make better. I think Valtteri's had his chances. Uh, clearly, Valtteri two point is. Well, it was bollocks, wasn't it? It wasn't Voltry 2.0, Lewis just hadn't started yet. Um and I don't to be perfectly honest, I think Lewis had a couple of good races. I don't even think it's a good Lewis year. I think he's just doing the job he has to do to um to win a world championship in the best car. Uh he he doesn't have to worry about his teammate because his teammate's got more worries to worry about like the other two teams. So it's I I think this is it now. I don't think he'll be replaced before the end of the year. I'm not saying that. I don't I don't think they'll do that sort of thing with him. But they must be weighing Ocon up and George Russell because personally, I think Ocon is a bit of a unknown quantity in Formula One again. Um, I still stand by the fact that when he was in Force India, he didn't set the world alight. He was equal to or just behind Sergio Perez and you wouldn't say, Well, if well if that one of those seats is open at Mercedes, it's got to be Perez that gets it. No, you wouldn't, because he's not he's never seems like to be like top tier Formula One driver, like Tommy One Formula One team level driver. So I'm I would be surprised if they take somebody which was a little bit crashy and a little bit difficult to work with and slam them straight into the top team, unless he's been doing exceptional uh, work in the simulator. It'll be interesting. I mean, who who knows what the opinion of George Russell is behind the scenes. From what I can gather and what I've been sort of told and picked up on things, he's apparently being quite highly regarded in, in the paddock because of certain things he's doing within Williams, like... The difference between him and Kubica, and his just his whole attitude and outlook to Formula One, when it's so bad, I think it's doing him doing him some favors. But we'll have to see. I mean, I, there's some Ocon diehards out there that just think he's the best thing in the world, and I, I I don't even think they believe that he's as good as they try and say he is. I just think it's a um, it's it's almost an underdog supporting thing. You know, he's not in Formula One; he should be in Formula One and it was, like, Lance, Lance Stroll got a lot of stick, didn't he? Uh, with Like, vicariously through Ocon, because it was always the case of, like, well, Ocon deserves to go in Formula 1, but that fucking Stroll's still there. Uh, so I can't... I, I just can't see him being, like, the ideal choice to replace somebody But I do think Bottas will be replaced. He will have to win in Hungary. And he just doesn't seem to be the man that deals with pressure very well. And if if, if he was under pressure going into this race, it's just gone like space type of pressure he's in now. So, yeah, not a good weekend for Valtteri Bottas. Probably the second worst race for anybody this weekend, apart from Pierre Gasly in the austin martin red bull now he's he was beaten handsomely by or he was being beaten handsomely by uh daniel Kvyat. alban passed him twice in the uh little little brother red bull car and then at some point i i believe alban had gone past and then he went into the back of him. He went into the back of album. Gasly went into the back of album, lost his front wing, retired from the race. Uh I think it's too there's not if there was a two week gap between Hungary and Germany, I think you might see him out of the car for the next race. As it's a week gap, I think you'll see him in the car for Hungary. And I do not believe he will be driving a Red Bull after the summer break. I think it will be, I think it will be Daniel Kvyat. The sense I everything in my head says that they, they they they, they always promote from within, so right? Uh, Kvyat had his chance. They'll probably put Albon in because he's younger, but Daniel Kvyat has been the better driver out of the two all year. His podium today was fucking phenomenal. So I think they'll give him another go and see how he gets on in Red Bull. Uh and that means they can assess Alban over the course of this year and probably next year because I think if Danny Kvyat could do well this year, if he if he gets into a Red Bull, he can keep that seat for next year because they all they want is somebody that can back Max for stepping up. They think Max Verstappen. It's, I, mean, I I think he's pretty special as well. I was only saying to my dad. Like I was a bit. I've been slow with with, with Verstappen because he seemed very erratic. But it's, since halfway through last year, he's just been laser focused and almost faultless. So yeah, I he really did today look like he was going to be the boy, didn't he? Like he's he's the next elite level driver that's come up. So. I, I, I can't see them thinking that they're going to get somebody that can beat him. But if they can get someone that can match him and then... Because right, right now, I mean, <laughs> who thinks no matter what car that uh, Red Bull can turn up with next week, they're going to get a 1-2. It's probably not going to happen, is it? Max Verstappen might win the race. Daniel Kvyat might be 6th. So, it's not Daniel Kvyat, sorry. Um, Pierre Gasly might be 6th. So, yeah, I do. I think that's... I think that's Gasly's luck has run out in um in a uh, uh, Red Bull, so he was uh he was classified even though he didn't even though he DNF'd. Sorry about the yawn. It's getting late here, and uh, I'm not gonna lie. I'm not even gonna edit that out. I just I'm just gonna get this up for you. I'm just I'm, I, I've argued with computers. I've had to drop back to the reserve laptop to record this podcast because for some reason the uh the studio gear isn't being recognized by the other macbook and i've no idea why anyway old trade old faithful 2015 macbook pro is here and he can see everything um our first finisher was uh he had a thirty-second time penalty. Was it because of some sort of driver coaching on the way to the grid during all those formation laps? I'm wondering whether it was some, whether it was like a scatty move because of uh, because the formation lap thing was weird. We'll talk about the formation laps and a couple of the other little penalties after the, after we finish talking about the race. But yeah, it's uh, it was interesting to see this happening. Obviously it's going to get even fucking crazier as you go up the order. Uh but yeah, Giovinazzi was 13th. Uh Kimi Räikkönen was 12th. I feel sorry for Kimi because he had a really good race. He was he had his elbows out, he was overtaking people. He was doing another one of those really good Alfa Romeo Kimi drives. Uh George Russell finished 11th. I'm not sure why he was behind Robert Kubica. Um it's he. It's a shame for him because usually he's in front of Kubica, and you'll see why it was a shame in a second. But uh, yeah, he's um, yeah. He just I I don't know. I'd love to know why. I know he uh, Kubica got the update package for practice, and he was running the old spec. Uh, so they had a comparison of the two. Uh, when he, he the first time he ran the new spec car was in qualifying on Saturday so maybe it was just not being used to the characteristics of the new update uh 10th robert kubitzer he gets a point robert kubitzer and the williams gets a point this is interesting because um not only is it amazing that williams scored a point given their current pace but if you sco- if you don't score over the course of a year you don't get your travel allowance for the coming year so they will get their travel expenses paid now for next year. So that's important, especially to a team like Williams. It's a, you don't think you just think, oh, it's one point, but to teams, points are big fucking deals. Um, but yeah, fair play to him. He's—I—I I, I weigh along Kubica a lot, but he was ahead of George Russell this weekend, and he was ahead when it counted. He gets gets himself a point. Well done, Robert uh lewis hamilton finished ninth yeah he was last at one point and it's been a terrible race for him you know it's he uh he went off he lost his front nose he came back onto the circuit the headless chickens running around his car trying to work out what tires to put on and then trying to uh get a front wing on him and nobody was ready and it was really weird because I, okay, it was a last-minute thing to come in because he went off, but they could see on the monitor he was there, so he they they could see him coming down the pit lane, so they, they must have known, like, this is going to happen, but no one was ready for him. They put him on the wrong tire sent him out on the mediums when everything was going wrong for anyone that tried to put the mediums on. So it oh, it was just a complete shambles. Um, It... Uh, how much... Like Nico Rosberg said in the Sky uh, post-race show, how much of this had to do with Lewis Hamilton being unwell? Uh, I thought in the interviews that he seemed very subdued. I think you could hear in his voice that whatever's going on with him was a was a genuine thing. So it's, I mean, if when you look at what went on around him, uh, he's he's still destroying the championship. And if you're going to DNF, you want what else happened in this race to happen because Bottas got no points on him. And I think this is, again, to jump back to Bottas, this is what's really like glaringly obvious about him. When Lewis isn't there, Bottas needs to capitalise on it. That's how Nico Rosberg won himself a world championship. And he can't you know it's you've got to think if if this had been rossberg era rossberg would have probably won that race and um all of a sudden lewis's almost two race wins uh deficit would have been cut to within a race win you know that, that's when another couple of wins and a bad race from lewis halfway through the season you're you're right back in it but Again, it's it's Valtteri and he, he doesn't seem to be able to do things like that. But yeah, bad race for Lewis. I'm sure he'll shake this off and I wouldn't be surprised to see him win Hungary. Uh, his poll, that was phenomenal. I think we should point that out too. And it, it was it's just one of those races. Like crazy things happen. Last year he won from 13th. Uh, in I think it was in wet conditions, wasn't it? This year, no wet conditions. Oh, sorry, wet conditions. Starts on pole, fucking crashes. Uh, Mercedes shouldn't change their livery, it seems. Uh, eighth, Kevin Magnuson. And we'll, we'll do these two together. Eighth, K-Mag K- and seventh, Roman Grosjean. Because they were at it again. And I'm confused as to what went on between them. They both had a reasonably good race. Uh, both were running completely different cars. Kevin Magnuson had the latest spec has and Roman Grosjean had requested to go back to the Australian spec because he believes that the team has gone the wrong way. He outqualified K Mag and he finished heading in the race. So you've got to give him you've got to give him something here because he uh he didn't have a bad race. And Kevin Magnussen didn't have a bad race, but there was one point where K Mag let Grosjean through. I'm not sure why, maybe it was strategy. Maybe it was just pace at that time, but he let Grosjean through. But then, in about two laps time, he just sent a dive bomb up, and Grosjean turned in. And they hit each other. I mean, what the fuck's going on? First of all, like Grosjean didn't. Surely you keep you look to see if there's a car on the inside of you, especially there because it is an overtaking opportunity. But on the other hand why did k let Grosjean past just to throw one at him like that? It's just ridiculous and it hammers home that Haas need to rip up the contracts of both their drivers and have an entirely new team next year. I think it'll just be Grosjean. I think it'll be Grosjean that we sacked. I think they'll keep K-Mag, but I think they should do both personally. it It just seems like the the sensible thing to do at the minute is just to go right. This is not fucking working. Uh, let's go and find two. Let's go and find two other people that we can hopefully try and galvanise the team around. And if if we can get one experienced hand in as well, that would be, that would be what I would be looking for. Daniel Kvyat, especially if he doesn't get snapped up by Red Bull, he'd be an absolutely brilliant shout for them. Um, Alexander Albon finished sixth a uh, great race for alban not as good as his teammates race but you know ataro rosso solidly into the points doesn't happen all the time and he had a good race too you know it, he was just there wasn't he there or thereabouts carlos sainz finished sixth uh, finished fifth he had a proper carlos sainz race he, he went off a little bit he was a bit innocuous but he just fucking keeps hammering down pushing forward and he he got fifth. I thought for a split second he might have been able to scramble his way into the podium, but it wasn't to be. Uh, Lance Stroll, I mean, right, let me tell you a story about Lance Stroll. Uh, I uh, have like proper satellite in my house, um, but when races start, my girlfriend and child come back from her parents' house around about three o'clock. So that's slap bang bang in the middle of a race and that's when Arthur wants dinner and stuff like that and the baby things happen. So dad uses my Sky Go account. He's got an Xbox up the house and he just uses my Sky Go. So that's where I watch races is up at my dad's house on Sky Go. Our internet slash Sky Go's service, which can be a bit freaky sometimes, shit the bed for about 30 seconds. We had to turn the whole thing off and on again like log back into the xbox go go to the thing right we went from lewis hamilton being um what was he he just come out of the pits in fifth i think it was it was after his incident um so it would have been like uh verstappen um i can't remember what order it would have been in anyway stroll was like last 20, second to last but s- crazy stuff happened everyone pits i turned the telly on stroll's leading the race fighting with uh verstappen and i'm thinking what i don't understand i look at my phone there's a twitter notification there saying damon hill just said stroll can win this race why what the fuck is going on here so, yeah, it was just, I was completely confused for a split second. Then I uh, listened to some of the commentary and some of the other things that were going on. And I started to realise that Lance Stroll had pitted early, obviously hit hit the pit stop at the right time, got some laps in, jumped a load of people, everyone else pits, and then fucking he's leading the race. I, was, I, I thought he was going to get on the podium for a split second. It's a, sh- it's a shame he didn't get on the podium, but God. You cannot take it away from Lance. There, um, you know. It's when you think about the um, what was going on, like what was going on tire wise and the, like the dry and track and stuff. His pace was that good. Bottas crashed the car chasing him. You know, it's he. It, it's now and again, Lance struggles annoying like this because his qualifying is shite, and. I know this was fortuitous, but he still had to keep the car on the road, in those tricky conditions, and be the first guy to do it. Uh, and sometimes he looks like a real Formula One driver. Like, I mean, that was a Jensen Button esque, wasn't it? What he did there right? uh, with the with the uh, with the strategy. So, I fully take my hat off to Lance Joel and uh, I think this race even gives him. Like a two race, or well, I mean we've got summer breaks. We'll just say one race, a one race bye from me knocking him if he does anything bad. Uh, if he do, if he has a bad race, I'm just going to let that one fly. Um, in third position, we had Danny Kiviat. Now, if you talk about Phoenix, Phoenixes from Flames, Danny Kiviat's career has to be one of the first things that comes to mind. He's been a revelation this year in the Toro Rosso. He's proven that he was just brought up too soon in in Red Bull and there was too much pressure on him and he didn't cope with it. He seems like a different person off track. He is a different person on track. I think he's going to land that Red Bull drive for Pierre Gasly and I think he's going to do a solid job as number two behind Max Verstappen and he might even win a race before the end of the season if something goes crazy. But, yeah... I can't I I I can't sing the praises of Danny Kvyat enough he's just been brilliant I was brilliant today he was my driver of the day uh Sebastian Vettel Sebastian Vettel finished second Sebastian Vettel is my second driver of the day uh I thought what he did was very good uh I heard Darista say on the covers that he didn't think it was special uh I I disagree I think he I think he'd have done if if he'd have just made his way through the field in the dry with DRS. I'd have agreed, but uh, with all the craziness that's going on, and the fact that Vettel has had so much negativity and so much pressure on him lately, for him to keep his head in those situations, um, and especially for, for like getting there and getting himself back up onto the podium, and not just getting himself back up to third, back up to second, and I think if there had been another what four laps ironically because that was kind of what we lost from the race isn't it if he'd have had another four laps he'd have won the race because his pace was phenomenal so yeah it's it was great sign for Ferrari great sign for um, Sebastian and now this team really needs to sort itself out Vettel needs to take this second place in his, ho- in his home race as well and he needs to soak up all the positivity he can get from sunday and carry it dripping dripping with uh positivity into into hungary where his car should be really competitive um and he should this should be the rebirth of sebastian vettel if he can keep his head together and i hope it is because i don't dislike vettel and i don't want to see I don't, I don't want to see him leave formula 1 if i'm perfectly honest because we've seen drivers schumacher is a perfect example of this that retire too soon and they leave holes in the legacy that are undone and i think if sebastian vettel was to leave formula 1 now his vettel his his vettel would be tarnished no his uh, reputation would be tarnished because his career fell fell to bits. If this is the way his career ended, it would have fallen to bits. I think he's a better driver than that, and I hope he proves that over the coming season. Um, apart from that, Max Verstappen once again proving that he is a world champion in waiting. In my eyes, um, I know there's going to be lots of people scoff at me because I I used to give Max uh hassle, but I've always said i I reserve the right to be fucking wrong now and again, and yeah he's he, the reason I didn't think he was good when he when everyone else was raving about him was because of how inconsistent and crashy he was. He's now not crashy, he's super consistent and he's still super fast uh and he was a worthy winner today i think it's a i think actual like max verstappen winning races i think is just a good news story for Formula One. So yeah well done Max it was a great great race from him. Uh he's not not the driver of the day just because I think the other two guys on the podium did such crazy jobs it was fucking brilliant. Um while we're here we don't usually do this but I just thought it was, it's quite interesting because of the way uh because of the way things are going um championship or Lewis Hamilton's winning the world championship on 225 points Valtteri Bottas has 184 see if Bottas would have been on it this weekend look at the difference that uh, a win would have done for him with a DNF or a basic DNF from Lewis Hamilton Uh, Max Verstappen is now 162 points My bold prediction is that he will overhaul uh, Valtteri Bottas before the end of the year. Um, 140 for Sebastian Vettel, 120 for Charles Leclerc. Uh, Pierre Gasly still on 55 points. That's his teammate with 162 points. And he has 55 points. For those counting along at home... That's a lot difference. Um, Color science is doing a fine job. Forty eight points. I'm not going to go go down the whole order, but uh, yeah, it's. I mean, so I just noticed that Grosjean's only got eight points. Wow. Um, constructors wise. Uh, Red Bull Honda are uh have two hundred and seventeen points, whereas Ferrari have two hundred and sixty-one. I think if Red Bull had a different driver in that other car, they would be ahead of Ferrari right now. And this is another reason why I think Pierre Gasly is on his way out. Uh, but other than that, it was a great race. I really enjoyed it. I don't think it was quite as good as other people are making it out to be, but it was still a very, very good Formula One race. Um, so, I mean, what's the... Uh, well, what was the thing I wanted to talk to you about? I want to talk to you about penalties. And first, I want to talk to you about the unsafe release of Charles Leclerc in the pit lane. And Ferrari got a monetary fine. Now... I know we keep saying we don't want penalties that just affect the the drivers when it's a team mistake, but I think that is fucking ridiculous. Like, in the pit lane, you're dealing with people's lives. And not Formula 1 drivers encased in carbon fibre, you've got rows of men and women wearing boiler suits, essentially, and cars travelling at, what, 60 or 70 kilometres an hour down a tight pit lane in the wet and I think it's, it's ridiculous that a team like Ferrari will get a monetary fine for that because at some point if they set that as a precedent at some point that isn't just going to be something that's happening it's going to be for a lead or it's going to be for a podium and it's there's going to be championships involved and Ferrari are going to or Mercedes or Red Bull or any of the teams that have really fighting there that that have got the money to burn will just think fuck it and it'll be an unsafe release because they know they're going to get a monetary fine for it but the win means more than dropping a million to some fucking road safety campaign that the money will probably go to so yeah I think it was ridiculous I think Charlotte Clare should have had a penalty Uh, it was just a bang out of order in my eyes I I can't I can't get it. You don't fuck around with with safety, and especially safety of pit crews, because they're 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 the ones that are like we we see the big crashes and stuff. Formula One cars are so safe now, and it's it's not a bad thing. I'm just saying they're very safe. They fly off at 200 miles an hour. The car is in bits. The driver gets out and walks away you get two cars coming together in the pit lane ah oh, if 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 it doesn't cause a fatality how easy it would be for a life altering injury like somebody breaking fucking all the bones or like mangling a leg to the point that it needs to be removed it's so easy for it to happen in the pits and um, i i just don't understand what the fia or the uh, race stewards and race director were thinking um the second penalty I want to talk to you about was Lewis Hamilton's. I thought it was very harsh. Uh, I'm going to be called a Lewis fanboy for this. Uh, I don't care because I'm a Lando Norris fanboy. Um, it's how how what else was he supposed to do? Was he supposed to back back right reverse find reverse and reverse on the circuit so he could get around the bollard? Sounds dangerous. Was he supposed to take a car that was falling apart? for a lap around the circuit to come in and change his nose sounds dangerous he did the right thing at the right time there and i think this is where you go well it's rules is rules which i think i replied to somebody but um this is where there has to be some sort of common sense i can't believe that mercedes didn't get away with that penalty by saying look if would have made him do anything else it would have been dangerous but that that's me i'm not i'm not going to go too too far into it because i i i, I don't want to be the guy that just keeps banging on penalties anyway i'm going to take a little look down here and see what um uh what the messages you've been sending me are uh guess 5 guess 5 says if Kvyat had a Red Bull and not a Toro Rosso, could he have kept with Seb, uh, uh, chased down Max and finished P one? The point is, will he, uh, will Charlotte Claire be in? Uh, will, he, will Charlotte in, uh, in Red Bull uh, after the summer break? Uh, no, I don't think Charlotte Claire will be in. It's not Charlotte Claire. Fuck! Get your head together, Lee. Basically. Do I think my uh, do Do I think Daniel Kvyat could have won the race in a Red Bull? No, I think he might. I think he'd been on the podium. I think he'd been second, but I don't think he'd have had the pace Max did. Uh, do I think that he will be in a Red Bull after the summer break? I think I've already said yes. I think uh, I think he he will have Pierre Gasly's seat because it's not uh, uh, it's not at all ideal, is it? Uh, Cammy Hutton said, Who lost out more, Hulk or Leclerc? Um, I mean, Leclerc, Leclerc lost out on what could have possibly been a win later on. You know, if he'd have had Sebastian's pace, you've got to think that he probably could have won that race. Uh, he searched for his first win. Hulkenberg just wants a sniff of a the podium. They, they both lost out equally. Leclerc probably owed a a race win so far this year so that's going to hurt for him but yeah i I think they both lost out uh adam car although a although hamilton made mistakes uh, did he show sheer levels of skill to keep the car from running out uh, out of the gravel and not touch the wall Uh, uh not a hamilton fan how did he not leave the race with a retirement? I don't know. Actually, I think he did well. Well, to keep keep himself uh, from just being fucking buried in. I uh, yeah, I it's that it's the reactions, isn't it? Like you see it with all great Formula One drivers. They've got really quick reactions. Um, Max Verstappen when he when he slid, and he he kept it all pointing in the right direction. You know. The good the good guys get away with things that the other guys don't. Um Andy Hicks uh was weather the hero of the weekend. Uh I think weather and Daniel Kiviat was the hero of the weekend. Um Tyson Best. Still still one of the best names in the world. Uh our Mercedes full kit wankers for dressing like that this weekend. Yes, they are, and uh Total Wolf actually said maybe they spent more too much time worrying about gimmicks and not enough time about worrying about getting on with the race. He was very critical of his own team. Um, So, yeah, they were full kit wankers this weekend. Uh, Friday Morning Club, Bernie's stupid idea of sprinklers. Now I'm thinking it's a good idea. What do you say? I don't know, you know. I really don't. I think it depends how. I, I do you know what, right? I'll always say I'd give it all races go. I'll give all all ideas for Formula One to go in the same as even that old knockout qualifying thing. I don't think that was a bad idea. I think they should have kept that for a year and saw how it worked out. They were reactionary, and it was quite a cool concept to be perfectly honest. Uh, it would have turned uh, it would have turned qualifying into much more of a race than it was before. Anyway. Uh, yeah, so stick sprinkles around the circuit. Let's have it random so we don't know if it's going to happen. We just know... Uh, have have like an enforced period of rain, but you don't know how long the rain's going to last for and you don't know what intensity, but you know at some point during every race it's going to rain. Might even just be for three laps. Um, I think that might be all we uh, No... Uh, ben Johnson, three uh, extra formation laps behind the safety car, the right thing to do or overcautious, robbed us of three more laps of amazing racing. Uh, I don't know, to be perfectly honest. I quite like the idea of getting rid of the standing water on the track. Uh, I'll always say, like, wet weather driver is a massive skill in Formula 1. I don't think getting get clearing the standing water takes anything away from the driver's because it can be a lottery at that point when you hit pool. Remember um Brazil where all the cars went up in one one corner. Yeah, you know, it's not that it's not skill when you aquaplane because you can't control it. As soon as your car's sitting on top of the water, doesn't matter how good you are with your hands, the tires aren't biting, so nothing can rescue you. Uh so I I think that was the right thing to do today. I, and I actually think that's what led to having such a good race was the, uh, from going into the first corner they knew what grip levels they were going to have, that's why Sebastian Vettel had such a good start so I don't think it was a bad move by any stretch of the imagination, it did rob us of three three laps and I still think if we'd have had those three laps um, I think Vettel could have overturned seven seconds on Max Verstappen, the speed he was going so we'll never know Um but yeah, I d do, I don't mind. I'd rather have three laps behind a safety car and um the uh, three laps behind the safety car and then have a standing start than just have a safety car start. So if they if they're the options, I'll take the three safety car laps. Uh Thomas Gibbons said so Kvyat uh has now got a podium before Gasly, sure he surely he'll be replaced soon. Yeah, we've already we've already done that. That you know how you know how I think that's gonna happen. Uh I think that's it for questions. I'm gonna say yes was cause we're starting to get into race tweets. Um yeah, great race. I'm looking forward to next weekend. Um looking forward to the next race. I, I'm I think it should be a good one. Hungary's Hungary can be a good race. Difficult to overtake there though. But we'll just we'll just see how it goes. Um look forward look forward to the next hot lap. And then what we get to do the week after next is uh we get to have proper silly season chatter. Proper silly season chatter. So and I I mindless conjecture about who's going to drive what is one of my favorite things to do in Formula 1. And at that it is 40, 48 minutes and 10 seconds of this podcast and I shall bid thee adieu. I will see you next week. Thank you for listening to Hot Lap and I hope you enjoy all the other podcasts that's going to come out on Must see Audio this week. If you listen to this on the uh, Hot Lap own feed, look for Must see Audio on your podcast app of choice. And then you can listen to all the other content that I and the musty audio team produce through the course of the week for you um other than that, come follow me on twitter at talk shun if you wanna help us out, go to Patreon and get the extra Patreon shows and if other things like you you won't you won't get the you won't get the adverts and stuff um it really does helps show out i'm I'm trying to i i'm the more money that can come in through through doing shows. Is the more I can put into them, I can you know the more time I I can spend doing podcasts, which is going to end up giving better stuff for you. So apart from that, see you later. <laughs> A awesome job, unbelievable. A fantastic guys, not bad, for another two drive off. We are world champions! World champions!